Welcome to the Junkyard Outreach. This is Todd. Thanks for joining me as we go through the scriptures and learn what we can to draw close to Jesus. For more episodes and information, check out junkyardoutreach.com. And now, let's dig in. What is baptism? What's it all about and what do we need to know about it? My own experience in growing up in a family that did not attend church, we had no real religious affiliation of any kind. We didn't read the Bible. We didn't talk about God, anything like that. But I was familiar with the term from seeing things on TV, and I knew that it was something important for a Christian to do. And so I naturally thought that all Christians need to get baptized. Well, years later, when I began to study the scriptures and learn what it is, number one, the meaning of baptism was totally different than I thought. And number two, there are a bunch of baptisms listed in scripture that are completely different. So now the waters are even muddier. It's like, what what do we do with all these baptisms? For example, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the Apostle Paul, who wrote to that church of believers in that city of Corinth, he explained to them that the Israelites, as they left Egypt under the leadership of Moses, after God had delivered them from the slavery and bondage of Pharaoh, they entered into a baptism. Like, okay, what is that all about? And basically, the baptism, it goes back to the original word, or words used, depending on the application. There's a couple different words, but we'll just take one of the words, baptizo. It just means to immerse into something. It's a rather common word that doesn't necessarily mean water baptism. It's a word that could mean anything that you are plunging into something else. And so that plunging in of the Israelites into this new movement of God through Moses, they were baptized into that movement, into Moses. And it was a new thing. God was doing a new thing. God was moving them out, and he's like, all right, follow Moses. And so as they went through the Red Sea, it was a type of a baptism. And then you have John the Baptist, who was a prophet that was foretold in the Old Testament, the forerunner of Christ, or Messiah, who would prepare the way of the Lord there in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. And so he came along, and he began to baptize people for repentance. And so he would take them to the river. They would repent of their sin. There's a turning away from their sin. He would dunk them, and he would bring them back up, and they were repented. There was no salvation there. It was repentance. They were submerged into this new identity of, I am now a repentant person. I'm leaving my old sin. I'm going to behave now. And Jesus actually partook of that and said to John, baptize me too. And John's like, what? You should be baptizing me. And Jesus says, no, no, it's right that you do that. Because Jesus was validating that John was the one that the Old Testament spoke about, which meant that he was the Messiah that the Old Testament spoke about. And when Jesus got baptized, the Father, you know, he said, uh, this is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. And also the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus at that time. So you had this Father, Son, Holy Spirit moment that basically kicked off Jesus' public ministry. And so that was the baptism of John, preparing people for Jesus. And then in Romans chapter 6, it says in verse 3, Do you not know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? And it's like, okay, I'm baptized into Christ. Now what does that mean? And that is that new life in Christ. I've been submerged or 
immersed into Christ by faith, and now my faith in him allows that opportunity for the Holy Spirit to come into my being and connect with me, and now I am immersed in Christ. And this is a spiritual event that happens. This isn't physical. It's the Holy Spirit taking up residency in you and dwelling in you, and now you identify with Christ. I am a child of God through Jesus. In Mark chapter 10, verse 35, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came up to him and said, We want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one on your right hand and one on your left hand, in glory. That's not asking too much. Yeah, we want to be your right and left hand man in your glory. And Jesus said to them, You do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or to be baptized with the baptism which I am being baptized? And they said to him, We're able. And he says, The cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism in which I am baptized, you will be baptized. And that's talking about the suffering that Christ would go through. And John and James would go through suffering and martyrdom. In the case of James and Jesus, they would both be killed. John appears to have died of old age. The other apostles according to church history or church tradition, were martyred for their faith too. So that baptism, that immersion into suffering is a baptism as well. So all these baptisms, now you're going, okay, so what does all this mean? Well, essentially, you need to be aware of two baptisms that are applicable today. One of them is the baptism into Christ or into the body of Christ, 1 Corinthians 12, 13. By one spirit, we are baptized into one body, and Christ is the head of that body. So in effect, we're baptized into the body of Christ, into Christ as well. Jesus said, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up to the last day. So as the Father draws us and... And I believe that the Father draws everybody, even in their times of unbelief, even in their times of rebellion, because that's my story. God drew me. I always knew there was a God, even though I wasn't a church kid. I was a hellion, basically. But I did not deny that there was a God, because I knew it. I always felt that pulling towards God when I'd lay down at night and I would think about it. I knew, man, there's a God. What's going on with this? Well, he's drawing me. So as we respond to him and as we believe, because he's forcing us to believe, forcing us to acknowledge that true presence that is communicating with us, and we say yes, then we're baptized into Christ. We are baptized into the body, the Holy Spirit now, who is always around us, now indwells us and immerses us into this new family of God through faith. So that's the first one. And the second one is water baptism. Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples there. And then he said, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So he's telling us, hey, you need to get baptized. And that word baptism, again, immersed. You need to be immersed. That is your proclamation that as the Father has drawn you, you have received his free gift of salvation through his Son, Jesus Christ. Now you are a member of the family of God. And that old person, that old you, that old me, the normal human, is now gone. And that's the idea when you go underwater and you're lifted up, you're essentially being buried and you're being resurrected. It's a new person. So that proclamation is very important in our lives because we need to stand up and say, I am a follower of Jesus and not be ashamed of it. So those are the two we need to be familiar with. Also, following the pattern in the book of Acts, when people would believe, they would believe, and they were baptized. And then at some point after water baptism, after they'd been saved, the Holy Spirit's in them, then they would pray to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, and then the Holy Spirit would come upon them in power. And that happened to me. I was a believer. I got saved. I knew I was in in Christ. I was a new person. Jesus was doing all kinds of cool things in my life. I was different. I was thinking different. I was seeing the hand of God. 
And then I got water baptized for the second time because the first time years earlier, I thought it was a get out of hell free card and I did it just to cover my bases. And there was no faith. There was nothing there. It was not a valid baptism because I had no real connection with God. I was not saved at that point. I was not following Jesus, denying myself and taking on my cross by any means. And so I got re-baptized because I felt the calling of God to do that. And, you know, nothing really crazy happened, but I was being obedient to the word. And then after that, I was in a men's retreat. They talked about the gift of the Holy Spirit. Never heard of that. I was a new believer. And they said, does anybody want to be prayed for like they did in Acts? You know, they laid hands on these guys. They prayed for them. They received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I go, yeah, I'll do that. That's cool. And I did it. Nothing really weird happened, like some people make it out to be. But that's the point in my life when God really began to change me. And I was empowered with the Holy Spirit to do things that I had never been able to do before. Those things which God was preparing me to do. It doesn't mean that you get this like nuclear power to go out and do whatever you want. God empowers you by his Holy Spirit to do the work he has called you personally to do. So if he's calling you into a teaching ministry, he's going to give you a gift of teaching. And that doesn't mean he's going to make you this great teacher. It means that he is going to use you to convey his word to other people. He's done that with me since the early 2000s. And so he's used me in that capacity. So that was my role, but I needed him to do that. I can't do this on my own. If I try to do this on my own, number one, I'm seeking my own glory, which is not acceptable in God's eyes. And it's dumb for people to pursue their own glory. We glorify God. It's his glory we pursue. We are vessels that he uses. We're tools in the master's hand. But that gift of the Holy Spirit comes after water baptism in the pattern that are outlined in Acts chapter 8 and chapter 19, and it is my story. That's what happened to me. So that's my take on baptism. If you're a believer, you know that Christ is in you. You know the changes there. You're hearing his voice. You're sensing the presence of the Holy Spirit. You need to get water baptized. And then once you're water baptized, that's all done, good to go. Then gather believers around you and say, pray for me. And then you just ask God for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then he'll empower you to do what he wants you to do in his ministry. And that's how you will be blessed. There's a lot of people that have different takes on it, and I don't care. That's my story. It's consistent with scripture. So if you're a believer, get water baptized. After water baptism, ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit and watch what God does. Thank you.